0: You are listening to A Quiet Mind. Hello everyone, and welcome to another Quiet Mind podcast. I know it's been quite a while since we've spoken, and on a personal note, an update is just moving to a brand new place, and uh, starting a brand new job, and just, you know, the adjustments that that has taken, and just working on getting back into a rhythm, and that rhythm, including being able to give you a monthly podcast, hearkening back to the earlier days of A Quiet Mind, I think at one time there were actually weekly podcasts. Um, so that's my personal update. Relocated to Northern California, uh, working a very exciting and interesting new job. That does take uh, quite a bit of my time. So being able to answer the emails and to be able to actually have the time to sit down and do a podcast has been quite a challenge for me. As you probably all know, when you're working a full-time job and you have a family, sometimes uh, there's very little free time, and even when you do try to make the time, because... This podcast is, of course, very important to me. And I know it's very important to some of you out there. And making that time has been a little bit difficult just because of the move and the transition, new job, new place, etc. On another note, uh, I think it's been really interesting to see just how much response there has been To this series of podcasts on why we use drugs and alcohol to feel better. As a matter of fact, to let all of you know, this has been one, this has been the most commented on series of podcasts that I have done in the, what, like year and a half that I've been doing a Quiet Mind. So it was rather interesting to see that. And of course, I am tagging the podcasts. Um, that have this content with you know the words drugs alcohol pain fear etc I don't know if that has something to do with it but there has been a very positive response and like I say there have been many responses there have been quite a few um, interesting emails as well and one of them that has really I don't know it's been kind of echoing in my head ever since I've read it and I'm going to just paraphrase from it but it, it struck me and Ever since I've read it, it has stayed with me, and I put my attention on it, because I thought, wow, this is, this is really maybe one of the reasons why we keep going back to this old habit. This may be one of many reasons why. And in, at any rate, the listener wrote in and said, um, you know, uh, realizes that they're working through some problems they have with drug and alcohol abuse, and saying, wow, you know, I've worked on trying to quit and uh, it's really hard because, um, you know, my, my partner that I'm with and all my friends, you know, are big time drinkers. And it's kind of hard because uh, they are influencing me. And though I want to quit and I want to move on and they are, you know, they're having an influence in my life. And mentioning, I think, how how difficult it was to um, work around that influence. And what do you do when you're trying to make a change and the people around you are not changing? You know, they're continuing to use drugs and alcohol and maybe you've decided you'd like to move on and you're finding it impossible because the people around you are forcing you into those old habits and those old ways. Well, this is a very, very, um, interesting topic for us to discuss on the blog and in the podcast. So I would like to put some attention on it and I would like to see, uh, other people's comments about this, how other people are, uh, friends, family, whatever, influencing, um, you or enabling you or helping you to continue on that path of using, Um, drugs and alcohol as an escape to face pain, etc. in life. And um, I think that there's many notes that need to be taken here and many things that need to be taken um, very seriously and looked into deeper. And of course, that's our objective here on Quiet Mind. Whenever we see something, when we become aware, that's one step. We've taken one step. We've become aware of our circumstances. We've become aware of our reaction to those circumstances, that we are reacting. And what we want to do then is take it a step further and going deeper in our insight into understanding why we do what we do. So if we are aware and we make an observation that we see that because of the people that we're associating with we continue on with our bad habits and actually they support the the habit that circle of friends or the partner that we're with at the time actually support that habit that we may be looking at and becoming aware of and saying, you know, hmm I'm doing this thing and I've been doing this thing for quite a while now and I see that I think I want to move away from it because I've looked at it now and seen that my ways are not working and I need to change those ways. So in order to do that, we're going to need to do a lot more self investigation, especially around this topic of influences. because like myself, I know that, you know, I had, I had people around me or I surrounded myself with people who, um, also like to drink a lot or also like to take drugs. And these were the friends and the people that I hung out with. They engaged in this activity, you know, work really hard and then go, go drink beers. You know, I mentioned that in the last podcast and these were good friends and they were, they weren't bad people. You know, they were, they were good people. And They had just developed these habits of letting off steam, relaxing, having fun, having a good time. That was their activity. That's what they did because that's what, in turn, they were taught or they were shown that, you know, this is what everybody else is doing. You know, Friday, it's Friday night. You know, we're going to go out, we're going to party, we're going to get drunk, we're going to have fun. Come on, you know, let loose. You know, and we got we to gotta look at that and say, well, why on earth do we do that? <laughs> you know, and then once we understand or we have, you know, the bell has gone off in our head and we're, we're saying to ourselves, well, well, you know what, it's really funny. I go and I do this and I let off the steam and I have the fun with my friends and, you know, I get drunk and I party and I binge and then, and I feel really great, but, you know, then comes, you know, Saturday morning or Sunday morning or Monday morning or whatever morning it is. And there I'm left not only with all my pain and suffering that I had when I started out on my, you know, you know, fun time in quotes, but now I'm also feeling crappy. <laughs> I'm hung over. I feel sick. And then what you might notice is that you, you start maybe attacking yourself For your actions. And what you had done the night before. Maybe you're beating yourself up now. You are. um, Just. uh, You're trying to change the habit. With the old ways that don't work. So we have to notice that. One of these ways that doesn't work. Is to blame our friends. (laughs) I'm sorry to say it. Or blame a partner. Or blame the person that we're with. Or blame our father, mother, our family. You know. uh, the Lineage. That goes all the way back to the work hard, play hard, uh, you know, modality that was created, huh, who knows, eons ago. Why not, why not blame our, uh, you know, forefathers and go, go back thousands of years and blame those first people that, you know, discovered alcohols or drugs or whatever and uh, began to use these to um, feel better, have fun, let loose party, whatever. Might as well blame all of them too. Put it all into a bucket. And, uh, you know, not be responsible for ourselves because that's what we have to do here. Now, one of the reasons that it's difficult to become responsible for yourself because the old, one of the old ways after beating yourself up, tearing yourself apart for engaging again in a habit that you're not very proud of, such as, you know, getting drunk or partying for the weekend. So, then what we do is we kind of see that. We become aware of it. But instead of looking deeper at why we do what we do, we tend to go right into punishing ourselves for what we have done. Beating ourselves up. Man, I'm never gonna do that again. I can't believe it. I made a fool of myself. You know, I got sick. Look how sick I am. You know, nobody likes a drunk. You know, nobody Nobody uh, likes a drug addict. You know what? I'm going to end up on the street. You know, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be broke. You know, you start to create this scenario for yourself. And you start to um, develop this identity of yourself as maybe a drug addict or an alcoholic and labeling yourself as such. And then, uh, you know, saying then, weighing that and saying, well, okay drug addiction and alcoholism and using these things is wrong and i am bad and only bad people do these things so when you make that judgment of yourself you go into that perpetual loop of you know feeling the pain and suffering trying to escape the pain and suffering through using drugs and alcohol then binging you know kind of releasing some of that steam then waking up and having that morning after syndrome, looking at yourself, making yourself wrong, labeling yourself as a drug ag- and alcoholic, I'll never do that again, beating yourself up, then feeling, going into the cycle then of feeling terrible because you've beaten yourself up, again, creating more sufferings for yourself, more pain. And then the cycle continues because how do you release yourself now from that cycle of, you know... Where I feel terrible, I'm feeling pain, I'm feeling suffering, I need a release. To, okay, yeah, I'm going to go out and party and feel good, and then I feel good. Get drunk, wake up the next morning, feel bad, feel worse, beat myself up, begin suffering again, and start the whole cycle over and over and over again. So, how do you stop that? Well, one of the ways is that maybe we might want to look at who we are spending our time with. Because, of course... They are not the cause of our so-called habits, our addictions, or our ways of escape. It's not the people that are with us that are the cause of that. It's not our family. It's not our past and, and not what people have done to us. We have simply kind of fallen into a habit of this is the way we are relating to our pain and our suffering in life this is the way that we are finding our release because we do need release because we are suffering and we're in a terrible amount of pain. At any time around you, any moment, the person sitting right next to you or standing right next to you, they could be in pain and suffering that you could not even believe. Or you yourself that are listening now could be in a world of hell that you have in your mind, in your heart in your soul and you're suffering and you're burning in this terrible suffering so this is a reality and we just need to feel some sort of relief you know we we need to jump out of this frying pan that we have here this intense heat and intense suffering and pain so when we get drunk or when we get high we do feel relief from that so and it's easy (laughs) doesn't take a lot of effort to drink, uh, you know, five beers. doesn't take a lot of effort to, to smoke some pot. It doesn't take a lot of effort to, you know, shoot up some heroin. These things don't take effort, though they may take effort in some cases to get them. They don't take a lot of effort, <laughs> you know. It's like drinking a glass of water, in other words. So, the other methods or modalities to release suffering and relieve pain seem like they take a lot of effort. They do take some concentration. They do take, it does take a commitment to see that there's another way and turn away from the way that you're practicing now because you know it doesn't work, right? That's why you're listening here. You know that the cycle. Of feeling pain and suffering, releasing it through the use of drugs and alcohol, and then feeling bad, guilty about it, <laughs> beating yourself up, and then getting even, having even more pain, even more sorrow, and then starting the cycle again. You know that doesn't work. It keeps going and going and going. You're repeating it, and it, it's just not working for you. And you're tired of it. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired, or being sick. So, what do we do about it? Well okay let's take you out of the environment get away from your friends and your family and these bad influences yeah that that is one way that that may help but take the responsibility for yourself in this stage of your awareness when you realize that there is something going on that's negative this cycle that that uh, that you're in this uh, perpetual motion machine of uh, suffering, release, suffering, release, etc. Guilt, um, and you're looking for you know just anything to blame it on, <laughs> so you can finally point your finger and say, "Oh, aha! This is the problem. It's my friends and my family. If it wasn't for them, I I wouldn't continue this cycle of abuse, and continue to use my method." Of the release of my pain and my suffering. When you notice this, when you see this, when you become aware that yes, outside influences do, some way, in some ways, contribute to how you are acting out your pain, your suffering, your sorrow, and seeking your relief, stop for a moment and look deeper because that's what we want to do. Look deeper at this. That's only one level. That you're looking at That that the level of Oh something else must be causing the problem That's only one level What we need to do is look deeper Take, Take some responsibility Stop the cycle of beating yourself up Next time you go out and get drunk and get high In the morning that you wake up And that next morning when you wake up If you don't tear yourself apart And beat yourself up For the action that you just did That you really don't have any control over right now you're making an amazing step in changing your life forever and how you are um, dealing with your pain and your suffering, your sorrow, and it's and the release of the so-called uh, frustrations that are associated with that. That next morning when you wake up and you're hungover and you're feeling terrible, don't beat yourself up for it this time. That's a big step. Just Become aware, okay, I, I, I did it again. <laughs> and, and another thing that's very important to relate to in this moment too, is looking deeper at how we say, I. Oh, I got drunk again last night and I am a bad person and I'll never do that again. When we relate to ourselves. As the problem and the problem causer and the one going to relieve the problem, we have a real problem. We have a real problem. We no longer need to identify ourselves with our habits. I, I use this all the time. For instance, when I see that I'm grumbling about something, complaining about something up in my head, I'll become aware that I'm I'm complaining and using I loosely right now, I'll become aware that there is complaining going on in, in the mind. And then I will say, oh, Bobby doesn't like that or Bobby doesn't like this or it doesn't like this or it wants to be angry or it is jealous or Bobby's frustrated see what i'm doing here is i'm subtly disassociating and uh, identification with the emotion because we really have been raised and educated to label our emotions as i or me or mine and making that connection between that is one of the things that we begin to see when we look deeper into why we're doing what we're doing, why we're acting out this way. So in that moment catching yourself when you're about to beat yourself up for something that you had done the night before that you're not feeling good about, in that moment, when you when you see yourself, oh man, I made a fool of myself. Oh my God, I got so drunk. I can't believe what I've done. I can never do that again, etc., etc., etc. When you see yourself about to start the, start the cycle again of where you're going to beat yourself up, stop <laughs> and observe. Try to silently observe the voices in your head pay attention to what they're saying be very very diligent in this practice just try to watch silently without engaging in it in the commentary that's going on you'll see that in, there's a, there's a part of your experience that will just will just watch this the silent observer it will just watch the conversation So look deeper at that moment, and if you can, try to use the wording that I said before that it wants to beat itself up, it is uh, feeling embarrassment, it is feeling rage, it is feeling um, angry, it is feeling frustrated, it is feeling pain. Try working on disassociating from the emotion now, we're not going to turn ourselves into mindless robots that don't care by doing this. We're just observing. We're, we're learning how to understand that, first of all. The old ways don't work. I'm tired of the way that I'm doing it right now. Is there a new way? And all I'm presenting to you right now is a new way to gain insight into why You use drugs and alcohol to feel better in your life. If you want to know why, that's what we're going to do. One of the tools is to take responsibility for your own actions. Don't blame others. Don't blame circumstances outside of yourself. Now, I know a lot of you have had some very, very traumatic experiences. And I myself have had them too. So... Sometimes there seems like there's justification and, you know, well, this happened to me and it was terrible, so I get drunk so I can feel better. So what? I'll do it if I want to. Okay, if you can do that without guilt, congratulations, but in most cases, there's a lot of guilt that's associated with that and, and you're never really cleanly and fully able to just get drunk because it's justifiable and that's it there's there's usually a lot of things that are intertwined with that there's a lot of guilt there's a lot of pain in you there's a lot of loneliness there's a lot of anguish there that comes along with that statement you know well i you know i could drink if i want to because you know my life has been terrible and that's the way that i can feel good it's the only thing that makes me feel good Well, the next morning when you wake up and you're about to beat yourself up for doing that, just remember what we're saying about take responsibility. No one else is doing it. You're responsible here for what's going on. Then we're going to learn how to look deeper. We're going to learn also how to disassociate from our emotional state, our emotions. No longer letting the emotions rule us. We're going to work on no longer uh, labeling the emotion as I. And that's what we're going to work on for, I don't know, the next week or two weeks. Whatever I'm able to come back and and share with you again. Um, So that's about all for this time. And... I know we're going quite deep here, not doing a lot of meditation or relaxation, but that's fine because we use that tool to gain more insight. Once we have gained the insight, then we can go back, we can sit quietly, and we can meditate on this. So why not put that into practice as well this week and meditate on what does self-responsibility really mean to me? How can... How can I take on, now that I have all this other stuff that I'm already dealing with, how can I take on the responsibility that uh, I cannot blame anybody outside of myself for the habit that I'm engaging in right now? Do it with kindness, do it with love, do it with understanding and empathy. Do not attack yourself with that. Work on that for a while this week. And, um, of course, you can always write in, Robert at A Quiet Mind. You can always post your comments on the blog, aquietmind.com. And um, if any of you have not received um, payment for CDs that you purchased when I was running that for a while on the website, please, please contact me again, and I'll make sure to uh, get that out to you as soon as possible. Thanks for listening.